This is The Shift Podcast. Thanks for checking out The Shift Daily Podcast. On this episode, we connect with the Better Business Bureau as they share how scammers are trying to take advantage of people trying to support Indigenous organizations in Canada. We discuss with Carla Laird, the Senior Manager of Media and Communications. This week, Blaine Kylo reviews Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and calls it the best game on the PS5. Plus, are video game consoles lacking in character? And in case you missed it, with Ryan O'Donnell, we talk about wet pants. Don't want to miss that one. Missed it on the radio. Here's right. Sneakers. Donald. Still love that intro. I'm I'm glad you love it. It's a little weird, yeah, Brendan. I was waiting for the ding there, but Shane yeah. isn't there to ding. No, I, I I almost felt like turning on the mic here and just going ding ding. Yeah, just to help you out. Yeah, John. Uh, usually Shane will do a little ding sound effect after that. I I'm I've no idea why, but it's just something he does. Ding. In the meantime, yeah. it is a brand new day, as Shane likes to say. And, uh, well, today, blink and you'll miss it. Because a very rare annular eclipse is going to appear today as a crazy... It's going to look like the Death Star is covering the sun <laughs> over a huge chunk of Canada. While other parts of the country will see it as the moon covering a good slice of the sun... And other parts just won't see it at all. Like my part. And your part, too. Uh, Alberta, BC, and the Yukon. We oh. got the short end of the stick. We will not be able to see this incredible eclipse. But holy crap, if you are anywhere else in Canada, listen to this, because you might want to check it out today. It's been close to a half a decade since a solar eclipse was visible in northeastern parts of North America and eastern Canada. So if you're up at sunrise on the morning of June 10th and the weather cooperates... Just as the sun is coming above the horizon, we'll actually be able to catch part of that um, uh, moon moving in front of the sun. And this is not something you should look at with your naked eyes. As the moon blocks the sun's light, it casts a shadow on the Earth. When it completely covers the sun, that's a total solar eclipse. But sometimes only part of the sun is covered due to the moon's orbit, making it a partial eclipse, and that's what will happen Thursday. But for some northern latitudes, including northern Ontario and parts of Nunavut, there's an extra astronomical treat, what some nickname the Ring of Fire. And it burns, 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 the Ring of Fire. You guys are so lucky that you get to see this. Okay, so, by the way, do you guys remember when Donald Trump pointed and stared directly at his solar eclipse? (laughs) That's right. right. Here's the leader of the free Uh, world, and he's blind. And he's blind. Yeah, so this is so cool. I'm so sad I can't see it. Now, there's this fantastic guide on uh, Canada's space agency's website that will tell you exactly what time you can see it and what you can expect to see. So in Regina at about 4.51 in the morning, Winnipeg, 5.24, Tirana, 5.40 a.m., so at about an hour across the country. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you live in the northern parts of Canada, you are going to see something truly spectacular that I'm very jealous about. Now, don't be Donald Trump. Use special eclipse glasses, (laughs) which... uh, you can get, uh, just double check there's no holes or anything in them. The other way to do it, which is 
kind of the way that I grew up doing it is you poke a hole in a piece of paper and then hold it up with your back to the sun. And then you, that, you know, projects the images of the sun and the moon onto a wall or the floor where you can watch the shadow of the eclipse. Or if you're feeling a little crafty, you can make yourself a little pinhole projector out of a cereal box. There's lots of ways you can do this and it's a quick DIY craft. Uh, oh. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, gents. We got the short end of the stick, but right. uh, I do ask shift heads, please, if you manage to see this today, take a picture without going blind and bring it to the shift tonight. I would love to see uh, who in Canada got the best look at the ring of fire. Now, the reason it's called the ring of fire is the moon will basically cover 90% of the sun and then the sun will just, you know, shine uh, right behind it. And it'll be this beautiful, crazy eclipse that looks like it's something out of like a Mayan apocalypse uh, movie, which it is not. I should (laughs) make that very clear. This is just a really cool lunar thing that happens, uh, every so often. So, uh, yeah, uh, there is a total solar eclipse happening on December 4th. Uh, but again, short end of the stick for the entire planet, because that's really only going to be able to be seen hmm. in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's get a flight down there and have a little shift show, and we'll just do a broadcast uh, You know, from uh, the, I guess, the only place in the world that can see this particular eclipse. But that paper trick you're talking about, Ryan, I've seen that in action. Uh, I didn't do it personally, but in 2017, when there was another eclipse in the middle of the day, um, some of my coworkers ran out into the roof of the building that I had been working at at the time, and they did that paper trick, and I'd never seen it before. And I was like, "What are you doing? Like, you're yeah. you're not even looking in the right direction." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So th- that's a Weird, real trick. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Science. yeah it works. It's it's wild, but it works. So, all for it. Enjoy, my friends. Now this is a story that would be pretty hard to miss, but you might have, because it's it's literally huge. A wild herd of Asian elephants are currently just casually walking across China. Hmm. And when I say walking across, I don't just mean, you know, taking the back country, enjoying the views. No, I mean walking down city streets, clogging traffic, and there's 14 of 15 of them. So they're causing quite the, the conundrum for authorities there. And the reason why, we're not really sure. Here's more from Global's Mike Drolet. It's hard enough for a herd of elephants to hide in the wild. In a city, 15 elephants tend to stand out. This particular herd is all the rage in China right now. They left the reserve in December and are now just outside the provincial capital of Kunming, 500 kilometers from their home. A journey that is now being documented and scrutinized on local news like a car chase. Everybody wants to know why they're moving north, says this man. One local theory is that the herd's leader is inexperienced and just got lost, which ecologists say is unlikely. Migration is a pretty complicated phenomenon. A more likely explanation is environment. Officials have said there isn't enough edible vegetation on the reserve and elephants eat a lot. So far on their journey, they've consumed 56 hectares of crops. It's an issue China will have to address. But right now, they need to keep the herd away from the city of 7 million people. Sirens didn't scare them off. 
When the police tried to block the road with trucks, the herd found another path. They're elephants. They go where they want. Mike Drolet, Global News, Toronto. Yeah. They're elephants. That's a great <laughs> it's report. It's so funny. I highly recommend you try to watch the video of these trucks lined up and the elephants just look at them and walk right around them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Squeeze their way through. It's little toys. Uh, there's some very viral video. Uh, there's one picture and it's got like over 200 million views of just them all sleeping together. Mm. Now, Mike said 50, 57,000 hectares of did he say 57,000 or 57 he said a lot yeah of hectares of crops do you want to guess now oh yeah now brennan you can join in on this or sorry shane or wow john can join in on this uh i like to play a little guessing game where you try to guess how expensive something is okay and it's like price is right whoever gets the closest bid wins oh, okay so how much money do you think it has cost the chinese government in crop losses from these elephants Ooh, okay, so it's like approximately 50 elephants? No, it's 15 elephants. Oh, 15, one five, okay. That's still a lot of elephants. Um, it's a lot of elephants. I'm just... 125 million. Maybe Ooh, that's being yeah. too modest. Yeah, I, I was going to say 125 million and a one. Oh! John wins. It was only yeah. one million. No, we're both over, so we both actually <laughs> lose. In the rules oh, of the I Price is Right, wins. we both lost. Oh, okay. Nobody wins the showcase today. Oh, I see. Well, regardless, these elephants are just making their way, and hopefully they find a new home. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, makes, it would make sense if crop loss was the reason they left. Mm-hmm. But regardless, uh, it's kind of cool. I feel like this is going to be a Pixar animated movie in like five years. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I personally want to subscribe to the theory that the leader of the herd just doesn't know where he's going. He's just like, I, I, sorry guys, yep. I, my my Tom Tom broke down. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it's this way. Yeah, just love that. So yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, we got time for this. Let let me ask you a question. When you put on an outfit, when you leave, what is the what is the thing in that you in, like, you know, you've got your shirt, your jacket, mm-hmm. shoes. What's the thing you care about least? Like, I'm not saying you won't wear it, but the thing you don't really care how it looks. It's just got to go on. Socks. Socks. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say socks too. I'll sometimes even go as far as they, they don't even match. Yep. My pants yeah, are generally long enough that you never notice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to not care about pants at all. Uh, and then now I've kind of realized as I have become more fashion-focused, that pants are really important. And getting a nice pair of jeans, and I don't just mean, you know, everybody's got like one pair of jeans that is looks really good on them. They've worn them so often that it's perfectly fitted. They're comfy. You know, everybody's got that one pair. Now, what if I told you that there was a way you could revolutionize how those jeans look Hmm. so that you are the freshest, and wettest person on the street. See, wettest? Wet jeans. What does that mean, Ryan? Well, listener, let me give you an idea. Hey, look, everybody. Billy peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. Everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Really? Yes, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Wow. Hey, man, Ernie pees pants, too. All right. 
If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. I'm so confused. There is a company <laughs> called Wet Pants Denim where you send in your jeans and they will dye them to make them look like you had an accident. Oh my. Their their slogan, their company slogan, this is so hard for me to say without laughing, is wet look, dry feel. Oh my. I Why? <laughs> it's cost $75. Oh. And now as to why you would want to do this, apparently the creator and and like this is real. I read this incredible thread like for in a magazine about a guy who did this and chatted with the CEO. And apparently there is a very niche market for this. Um yeah, it's this is a real thing. I, so I don't even know why. I was like, I, I gotta Google it. But obviously it's just photos of people who have peed their pants. So like what what was I expecting? Oh, I don't even know. Up, this is the dumbest thing I've Google. <laughs> if you want to see a real picture, <laughs> safe search on. Yeah. Just look up wet pants denim. Wet pants denim. Okay. You can also get dad hats I, I, that say that. I, I just I don't get it. But I know. I guess fashion. <laughs> you can buy gift cards too. Yeah. That, I mean fashion, right? It's not about getting it it's just about doing it sometimes i think um they're also they're also starting their own bitcoin oh no and it's like uh, the letters pee no it's p-i-s-s coin oh P-I-S-S yeah coin. so look this is a weird wow. thing that somebody is into uh i mm-hmm. will say as someone who's very fashion forward I will not be going for a wet look and a dry feel. I will be going for a dry look and a dry feel. Yes. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you on behalf of many others who are probably walking down the street and uh, would be very uh, disconcerted to see someone that's going for the wet look, dry feel. Because it's just, yeah, it, it no. Mm-mm. There are some fashion faux pas out there, as we know. The mullet doesn't necessarily have to be one of them. Wet denim pants? Mm-mm. Doesn't get my seal of approval, that's for sure. Mm-mm. I'm not even saying no. I'm just giving it the... Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I'm just shaking my head. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, that's uh, Ryan O'Donnell telling us the things we need to know with our In Case You Missed It and, uh, boy, uh, wet pants denim. This is The Shift Podcast. It's time now to introduce a special guest joining us here on The Shift. Whenever there are scams to talk about, she's the person to bring us the latest. She is Carla Laird, Senior Manager of Media and Communications for the Better Business Bureau. And Carla, appreciate you giving us some time here tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you know, I I wish this was a more cheerful conversation or a more playful conversation as we've had with the Better Business Bureau in the past. But instead, it's something quite serious and something that is both enraging, infuriating, and uh, upsetting and saddening. Because right now, in a time of national mourning, Canadians are trying to help out and learn more uh, to support the Indigenous communities of this country ever since the discovery at the Kamloops Residential School. And Carla, as I'm sure you're aware, one of the most profound ways that Canadians have managed to get involved is to purchase an orange T-shirt, the Every Child Matters T-shirt, that is supposed to support Indigenous nonprofits all over this country. Instead, Ryan. we are seeing and learning that scammers are starting to take advantage of this opportunity, Carla. So please explain to us what exactly is going on. Right. Um, completely devastating news. And to think that, you know, 
scammers and opportunists would be trying to take advantage of these very, you know, heartrending circumstances is, you know, mind boggling, but at the same time, really not surprising because in all of my years, you know, dealing with these kinds of cases, scammers will go beyond the lowest point possible. And, you know, it's it's definitely something that has been occurring when we look at all the different kinds of national or even global tragedies that have taken place. Every single opportunity they get, they do capitalize on it. And so with this particular situation, we, we actually received a report recently from a consumer in Surrey saying that they were browsing Facebook Marketplace and saw a sponsored ad that was selling the orange, day, um, the orange shirt, the Every Child Matters shirt. Um, when they clicked on the link to, to support the, the, the initiative because they saw in the post that their purchase would actually go towards supporting an indigenous charity based, you know, in, in, in Canada, they realized that the, the link took them to a website that was one not based in Canada, um, was selling shirts um, in U.S. dollars, um, was selling shirts that had no connection to, you know, the actual Every Child Matters campaign and it was just an opportunity to get people to purchase shirts from that website without actually endorsing the the, the charity the proceeds aren't going to the charity in any way and you know that's why they reported it to us because it was really misleading and you know ultimately fraudulent information well i'm glad that the better business bureau got this tip and whoever was uh, maybe the first to report it good on them because they clearly saw that this doesn't look right they were suspicious and uh, here we are being able to talk about this. But, Carl, as I'm sure you know, uh, a lot of Canadians aren't that uh, savvy, maybe is the right word for it. And when they see something like this, uh, I, I like to believe that most people are empathetic and, and they want to get involved. They want to do what's right. And so many of them will end up purchasing this without ever knowing until they realize my delivery has not arrived and I've actually never received confirmation. And at that point, it's already too late and the chances of you getting your money back is slim to none. That is actually very true. And that was actually why the, the, the senior, she actually reached out to me. She picked up the phone and she called me because she didn't want to run the risk of sending it into our scam tracker report and it not get to me in time. So she called and she was explaining that she was actually trying to find a shirt to purchase. She saw where the ad suggested that you know it, her purchase would go towards helping our Indigenous peoples. But then when she's on that website, there's no indication or no other mention of the charity the donation process anything along those lines and then doing her own digging she got concerned um got suspicious thinking it was a scam and brought it to our attention um so that is the real truth but while one consumer would have taken that extra step to do that research and do that digging to make sure that her purchase is going where it is claiming that it will go, there are other consumers who will take these ads at face value, make their donations or make their purchases, and ultimately they leave thinking that they have done something good and supported a truly worthy cause, but their money has been redirected to scammers, and then they don't notice until days, weeks afterwards when their package with their shirt has not arrived. Carla, do we suspect that these scammers are Canadians, or are they in different parts of the world but just happen to know what's going on in Canada because... They might watch the news or they're just keeping an eye out for what's happening. Well, it really does depend. But looking at the, the situation that um, the senior reported to us, this website is actually based in the U.S. Um, the, 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 the 
the shirts that have been advertised, the address that they're using is actually also in Tampa, Florida, to be exact. And it's not even um, their own address. They've hijacked another legitimate company's address that also sells shirts as part of their company structure. And so they stole that company's address. They stole that company's phone number so that just unsuspecting consumers who might just see that information at face value would go ahead and make a purchase without double checking or even thinking it through. And so that's one situation. But generally speaking, these scammers are based all over the world. And we know that they watch the news. We know that they're paying attention to trends, to heart-rending news, that especially those that are globally um, um, impactful. They're looking out for those kinds of um, headlines and releases, hoping to see opportunities and jump on them. And this is just another example of that. So I take it then you're talking about things like if there's a natural disaster and then there's a relief effort, scammers will try and jump on something like that. Or if there's another, of course, a great cause for many people around the world to get involved in and you're thinking about donating money, it's those particular opportunities that scammers are always preying on. That is exactly correct. And the two top, um, or at least the most recent examples that came to my mind just listening to you were one, the Australian wildfire. Everyone across the world knew about it. They were devastated by it. They knew the impact that it had not only on the people there, but also wildlife. And there were so many different charity efforts and organizations trying to support, you know, relief efforts there. And scammers set up all these different, you know, um, crowdfunding um, platforms and crowdfunding sites and websites stole pictures from different websites that were posted or from legitimate charities, copied all of their information and tried to get um, people across the world who were looking for opportunities to help with that situation to give money and support something that ultimately turned out to be fraudulent. And an even more recent example, too, is the relief efforts as it related to the COVID-19 situation in India. Mm. There were so many people looking for ways to support and scammers also capitalized on that as well. Right. And we're not saying don't donate because donating is a great thing and you're doing uh, something very valuable to the greater community. But if you're going to donate, make sure you're doing it safely and smartly. And Carla, I'm sure there's a few ways that people can make sure they're being as careful as possible when they're thinking about spending any kind of money online. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you, you, you will see opportunities to donate. And my thing is, do your research as a donor. Make sure that you're validating the charity that is being mentioned or the organization that's being mentioned. So if they're saying a specific charity name, just double check. You can go to the CRA's website where they have a full listing of all the registered charities across Canada. So that way, you know, you are donating to a legitimate organization you know that at the same time, if businesses are saying that they are you know, supporting charities and proceeds from different transactions will go towards that charity, do your research. Double check with the charity. Contact the business to find out how their funding is going to be going to that specific charity that they've identified. And if possible, I always recommend to businesses as well, you have good intentions, but follow it through with good best practices. And so that would mean letting the charity know that you're planning to support them and have that in writing and have something officially set up so that donors looking out there will have peace of mind and comfort knowing that, yes, when I give my money and when I make that purchase, it is going exactly where I, I want it to go. She is Carla Laird, the Senior Manager of Media and Communications with the Better Business Bureau. Carla, appreciate you giving us some time here on the show. Thank you so much. Take care. It's the Shift Podcast. Technological. Technological.
right,、uh, that is time to bring in Blaine Kylo and the technological world. Blaine, before we get into anything else, let me ask you: Do you feel that video game consoles in general have maybe lost some of their character, some of their certain je ne sais quoi that made them stand out or so distinctive from when you know we were younger and we looked at each console as having a different look or a different vibe? Now they all kind of look and feel and sound the same. Uh, you know the reason you have a console is not so that it looks nice; it's so that it drives amazing experiences.、Mm. And for all the nostalgia that people have for games that they grew up with, nothing can hold a candle to the kinds of experiences that are being created by game developers these days. And you might think that you can while away the hours playing track and field or Ghosts and Goblins or Asteroid, but let me tell you, it doesn't hold up the way you think it might. And I would say that the kids that are growing up with the consoles that they have access to today are having much better experiences. They are learning systems in ways that we never did playing those early games. We couldn't have got to where we are without those,、mm. and so they will always hold a place. But yeah, having covered the industry for pretty close to twenty years now, there's no going back. And I've tried to play some of those old games, and they bore me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess that's maybe opening the Pandora's box because it's that meme that kids are using now, Blaine. It's like the Atari ran so that the Xbox could walk. You know, and I guess that's kind of what you're saying here is that、uh, early days when we didn't have better options, those games worked for us. Now, you know, things have to keep up with all the crazy amounts of technology that we have available at our fingertips. So they have to be better. They have to be bolder. They have to be more crisp and high definition. They need to be more compelling with storylines. At least that's what we're hoping for. Although some games do happen to fall flat on their faces. Yeah, that's true with anything. There are movies that don't hit the mark. There are books and albums and all kinds of things that are in that entertainment sphere that maybe don't get to where we want them to get to. But I would say, on average, the games being made today are far superior to anything that was made in the early days.、And、the other thing that's happened because technology is so readily available to everybody. And because so many more people are able to learn how to make these computers do things, we've got independent game development in a way that was never possible back in the sort of '80s and early '90s.、Um, and so, an incredible ecosystem of independent developers that are able to make their games available on Steam, the Epic Game Store, and even the the major publishers are making their Their consoles available to indie developers to bring us experiences that are completely different and very experimental. Yep. To your point,、uh, I, I have accounts on Steam, Epic,、uh, 
Um, there's so many more, you know, Origin, Blizzard, so many of these platforms now that allow you to not just play the games that you love, but explore and discover new games and even games that came out years and years and years ago. Uh, one of the great things about Epic that I found is that they offer free games every now and then. So you don't even have to spend any money. It's not like they only give you demos. They give you the full real deal and you don't have to spend a single dime. So I think that was a great business strategy move, if you will, trying to get onto yeah. the same level as Steam. That's that. And that's and that's exactly the business model, right? They they're in in the suit that Epic just had with Apple. A whole bunch of information came out about how Epic has been buying and paying lots of money, actually, to get the rights to these games that they're providing to Epic Store users for free. And it's exactly that. It's we're going to give you something for free because we want to see you over here, and we're hoping that you're going to stay here, and maybe pay for something else down the road mm -hmm. yeah and it's like the costco sample in, in a sense like we give you this maybe you're encouraged to buy the real deal uh, just around the corner or in the next aisle whatever it might be so it's a business model that uh, it's obviously proven successful if you at least just want to compare it directly to costco uh, with that in mind blaine what else are we talking here tonight in the technological world well, if we want to stay on video games, I am almost finished playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is the PS5 exclusive. We're heading into summer, and this is the summer blockbuster that you've been waiting for. Um, it's developed by Insomniac Games out of Los Angeles. Um, they've been making these games in the series since like 2002. I think this is the 16th game hmm. in the series, but the second in the sort of rebooted storyline featuring Ratchet, this Lombax, this sort of cat-like fur creature, and his companion Clank, who is a robot. And the two of them always find themselves saving the universe, and it, the same is true in Rift Apart. But what Insomniac has done is given us maybe the, well, it's easily the best game on the PS5 at this point. Um, Insomniac is also responsible recently for the two Spider-Man games on the PS4 and the PS5, um, Marvel Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. And they are firing on all cylinders here. Ratchet and Clank is a blend of platforming and run and gun action. It's comical, it's lighthearted, it's something that the kids are gonna love. It's a family kind of a game with real heart to it. And because it's got the PS5 horsepower, the environments that Insomniac has created are absolutely stunning. There is detail on the screen, especially if you've got a high-def 4K TV. There is such detail and depth in the images that you're seeing. It's unbelievable to behold. One thing I know about this series, and I'll admit I haven't played a ton of Ratchet & Clank uh, in the past here, Blaine, is that as an exclusive title, this seems to be maybe the front runner for PlayStation these days in the sense that as you sort of we're, we're detailing here, they can show off the technological power of the PS5 or whichever PlayStation that they had uh, the exclusive title with in the past and say, you know, this is something that maybe like if you remember with the original PlayStation 1, uh, like Spyro the Dragon, that was like the exclusive title that they were so proud of. Maybe Ratchet & Clank has become that, that go-to franchise per se in the same way that Nintendo and Mario are so closely together. 
Yeah, certainly right now, because there are lots of games that are available for the PS4 and the PS5. This is one of the rare PS5 exclusives right now. It is the hallmark, and it really does show what the PS5 can do. This game would not have been possible on the PS4. And certainly the way Insomniac has been able to use the DualSense controller, um, the, the, there are almost no loading screens. You're able to go from one environment to another without any hesitation at all. Um, it, it, until we get something like Horizon Forbidden West, which is high on my wish list, I'm still hoping that that will come out this year. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart is the thing that showcases what the PS5 can do. And uh, again, the fact that it's family friendly, I think, is so important because when you're trying to showcase what the PS5 is all about, or any console for that matter, and you've got a title that you're very excited about as a distributor, as a publisher, you want to make sure that it appeals to all ages. And even though like it's it's mostly like let's say the main demographic is children, uh, this is something that I could just watching some of the images here. Uh, I could probably sink myself into because it's games that don't make you think too hard that often surprise you with how much time you find yourself investing with. Yeah, I I had no problem sinking 12 to 14 hours into this game. It, I didn't hesitate at all. I set aside everything else actually to play through it because it's fun, it's enjoyable, um, it's just a nice easy pick up and play. All right, uh, let's check out the, uh, the, I think we got a little clip of the, the gameplay trailer. Let's take a listen here. This is uh, Ratchet & Clank's Rift Apart. Ratchet & Clank! What a wonderful surprise! What do you want, Nefarious? We're going to a dimension where I always win! <laughs> now, Blaine, you also have a better understanding of this entire franchise than I do. Is this something where, like, maybe if you are a parent and you have a child who's curious about this game and is able to enjoy all of them, and if you have, like, all the necessary PlayStations, the 1, the 2, the 3, and everything, um, you could devote several weeks to just play through this entire franchise and how some people, let's say, do, like, movie marathons where you watch all the Lord of the Rings or you watch all the Avengers and Marvel movies. You could just watch and play all of Ratchet and Clank if you really wanted to. Yeah, to go all the way back, you're actually going back to the first PlayStation. I think that unless you actually have those in a backroom closet somewhere, <laughs> that's unlikely. Um, but that was one of the reasons that Insomniac rebooted the series. Ratchet & Clank, they actually made a, a film um, starring these characters a couple of years ago. And Insomniac essentially rebooted the storyline at that time. So, in, in fact, people only need to go back to their PS4 and play Ratchet and Clank from 2016. And you can start there and have a really fun experience. If you have an opportunity to go back and play the four games in the future, Ratchet and Clank Future series, those are also really interesting. But you're looking at PS3 and PS4 at that point. In fact, I think the first future game might have been on PS2. So it's not easy to find that hardware these days. Um, you can just, if you, and, PS5s are hard to come by these days, mm. so if you can't get a PS5 but you have a PS4, I do recommend the, the Ratchet & Clank from 2016, also from Insomniac, because it sets up the storyline that you're going to play in Rift Apart. 
All right, there you go. And uh, if you are curious about it, uh, certain things uh, to keep an eye out for, there's always summer sales and then eventually, of course, the holiday sales. So if you are curious and maybe not totally convinced this is a title you want to pick up right now, maybe an opportunity to save a few dollars once we eventually uh, wait until the winter months at the very least. Uh, Blaine, what else you got for us here tonight? A quick mention that uh, Twitter Blue is Twitter's new subscription service. Canada is one of the two countries that's getting this subscription service rolled out. It's going to cost you $3.49 a month. And what it's going to give you, John, it's going to give you not an edit feature. You will get an undo feature, which gives you 30 seconds to pull the trigger on removing that tweet post before you send it. Not a true edit feature. You're still going to see ads. Um, But you also get a reader mode, which makes it easier to read long threads. You're also going to get access to bookmark folders so you can organize all those posts that you've saved. Three forty nine a month for an undo button from <laughs> Twitter Blue. So I'm curious then, if you get that 30-second window, does that mean when you hit send on your tweet, then it doesn't actually go live for 30 seconds so that you have that chance to correct it if you notice that, oh, dear, I made a typo or some sort of error in that tweet? That's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's a similar functionality that Google put into Gmail. It gives you a bit of a window to undo something before it actually triggers. Twitter's going to give you a little countdown so you can actually see that. It starts at 30 seconds, but you can shrink that down to five seconds if uh, you want to get dangerous. Yeah, Twitter and I have a rocky relationship at the moment because they just denied my request for verification. I just want the blue check mark, and that is priceless. So uh, I'm not sure I'll personally be too interested in this whole uh, Twitter blue service. But what does this tell you about the usage of Twitter here? It's curious that, for example, Facebook doesn't seem to have some sort of subscription service. And I can't think of a subscription service for Instagram or TikTok at the moment. It seems like Twitter might be trying to get ahead of the curve here? Yeah, I think that Twitter is used very differently by very different audiences than Facebook is. Um, They don't have nearly the same advertising revenue that Facebook and Google are able to get. So I think that they're exploring options to try and differentiate themselves. I, I do think that there is rationale, and I think that there's probably an audience of people who do want a Twitter subscription But I don't know that an undo button is going to do it. I think that people are holding out for an edit feature. Mm -hmm. I think that ad-free experiences might be something that people are willing to pay a subscription fee for. But again, this is only in Canada and Australia right now. I definitely think that Twitter is testing some things, and we might see different types of subscriptions come out in the future. Why do you think the edit feature hasn't been released just yet? Because if they were going to release it, I I would have thought it would have come with a paid subscription service. Yeah, I, I, nobody can answer that question. And um, Twitter's been sort of arguing all along that these you know tweets are supposed to be a, a snapshot in time. And, hmm. Nobody's been able to answer why they won't provide an edit feature, um, and so. I can't even speculate because you can edit anything these days. The fact that you can't edit a Twitter post is a bit flummoxing. Yes, flummoxing. Word of the night. Uh, Blaine, we got a couple more minutes here. Anything else you got for us? Um, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference happened this week, and a couple of things came out that I think are interesting. Um, They always talk about the new operating systems for their computers, their iOS 
for iPads and iPhones and watch OS 8. Um, they're bringing more security and privacy to us in the form of mail privacy protection. People might not know, but if you're on email lists, there's often sort of hidden pixels in the emails that you get from lists that record information about whether or not you've opened an email, whether or not you've done anything with that. Um, Apple Mail is actually going to prevent that information from being collected with mail privacy protection in new operating systems. They've also going to bring out uh, the ability to have watch parties on FaceTime. This is something that happened a lot during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. People wanting to watch movies together. Well, you can actually share play with FaceTime now so that you can watch movies and TV shows with people over a FaceTime call so you can sort of have that shared experience even though you're not sitting together. With that mail protection service, that sounds really interesting. Do you think enough people pay attention to that kind of detail, and, and should people pay more attention to it? Oh, I think I think it's people should pay more attention to it. I think that what's going to happen is the same thing that happened with the Apple protection um, that they've rolled out for, for browsers and on iOS devices, is they're not saying that companies can't do this. They're saying that if companies want to do that, they should ask for permission to do it instead of assuming that they've got permission unless you say otherwise. And the same thing is happening here. So when this rolls out, you're going to be able to opt in and say, yeah, I'm okay with that information being tracked. Um, but what we've also discovered is the vast majority of people, when they're given the choice, they opt out. Mm, yeah, I, I think, again, it's just about going that extra length, if you will, and just making sure you're staying secure, private, and keeping all your personal information to you as much as possible. I agree, not enough people seem to be aware of some of these things. Before we let you go, Blaine, we did get a question here from Derek in Edmonton. What do you think of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, since we were talking about those video games? Um, it's my favorite Assassin's Creed in years. I'm having a blast with it. Uh, there's something about being able to play a Viking roaming around <laughs> not only the old world, but also um, the sort of land of English history. It's actually an amazing game. Absolutely worth picking up. Love it. And those sandbox uh, adventure games where you can play stealth or you can just go smash whatever you like. I, I, I like the fact that they present a couple of different options. And so uh, the Assassin's Creed titles have always been quite enjoyable for me. Blaine, appreciate this, sir. And uh, Shane, we'll be connecting with you again next week. Nice to talk to you, John. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.